And now, the Wadfam Chalkpod. Hello and welcome to the Wadfam Chalkpod. I'm Dylan Weaver. And I'm Andrew Sabo. And we are here this week to talk about episode 615, Only by His Grace. This is an episode of Adventures in Odyssey I am fond of. Yeah, yeah, it's off uh, off album 48, um, the moment of truth. It's the album right before The Other Side of the Glass. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, uh, it's, it's, it's a good one. You em- mean episode, not album. Same album as The Other Side of the Glass. Yes, correct. It's the episode right before. Mm-hmm. I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> I can't relate to that at all. I am fully aware of all the words that come out of my mouth at all times. Wow, that's I'm I'm proud of you there. Yeah, some might say it's next to godliness. This uh, this episode is a tag team by two favorites of the Wadfam Chalk Pod. We have it written by Kathy Buchanan, directed by Nathan Hubler. Just, just all star cast. Ugh, it's so good. The writing is so good. I, it's <laughs> Kathy. I don't understand how people could look at Kathy Buchanan and her history with the show and what she's been able to do and not have her be in charge of almost everything. <laughs> yeah, I mean, fa- fair enough. It it really, yeah. It, this, is, this is an episode that I think is very well written. Mm-hmm. Not in, like, just the characters are well written, but, mm-hmm. like, the episode as a whole is well written, which is I feel like is not a thing we talk about often outside of like a McCusker mystery. Yeah, but yeah. it it's just it's a good script. It's a really solid script. It flows very well. Um, it, it feels cohesive despite having two very separate things going on, mm-hmm. which is yes. unique and fun. And honestly, does not always do super well. Yeah, yeah. It aired um, five months after the previous episode. Uh, or six months, sorry, clean take. It aired six months after the previous episode we covered in this in this saga, so we got we got some distance there, um, and uh, yeah, so that was on uh, May fifth, two thousand seven. For those of you who really care, um, and I'm not gonna get too into the cast on this one, um, just because, uh, you know, foreshadowing maybe at some point. I really want to cover Grady stuff. Oh, and thank we God. Can... I really want to cover Grady stuff. I have that written in my notes. <laughs> and we can we can get into the actors who... Uh, Jordan Orr, who plays Grady, and uh, Mary Mouser, who plays Sam. We can get into them some point down the line. Um, but I would like to call out the great performance Nathan Hubler turns in as Vern McDonald, the uh, guy operating the hot air balloon. That's Hubler. That's Hubler. And I think he does a very good job. When he explains how hot air balloons work a second time. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Excellent delivery. Masterfully done, sir. Mm Mm-hmm. He's he's, he's a, you know, man man of many talents, that that Nathan Hubler. Mm-hmm. A renaissance man, as it were. So so they say. Um, I don't know if there's anything else I really want to get out of the way before we before we get into it. Uh, anything burning in your heart, Andrew? Nothing except for the promo, Dylan. All right. Well, I can take a hint, folks. <laughs> On the next Adventures in Odyssey, Mandy's parents face another setback as her father contemplates moving to Chicago. Mandy insists that her family will stay together. 
Meanwhile, Grady's Sunday school class is going on a really fun trip. But Grady knows he'll never be able to afford it. That is until he comes up with a clever scheme to get the money. Be sure to listen to the next Adventure in Odyssey. Mm-hmm. Clever and scheme to describe what Grady does in this episode <laughs> seems inappropriate. <laughs> Giving the man too much credit. Yeah. yeah. He has some sinister delivery on one line <laughs> that I didn't even pick up on in the first listen through. I mean, yeah, is is it clever? I don't know. I no, no, not at all. <laughs> Considering uh well, we'll get into it. Haha. <laughs> You just got edged. Tag yeah. your friends to totally edge them. Uh, it starts off with a downer of a recap. Yeah. And then <laughs> elevator music. Yeah. Delightful elevator music. Interesting. Uh, cutting to mini golf. It's just everything is bad, but they're they're playing mini golf. And so in that way, maybe it is effective. Yeah. Um, it's Mandy and David and their dad. Um, Mandy is just wiping the floor with the two of them in mini golf as she should she is the champion uh she's the queen mm-hmm. she is the a golftress i mean to make she, a she's canonically very good at golf at yeah, mini golf. Yeah. like that's established in other episodes i, I think that we've covered right <sighs> did we is it in novacom where uh, she beats alex jefferson's record mm-hmm. i'm not sure i don't think so but maybe who knows oh i think no no it can't be it can't be in overcome i don't think unless it's in wait who's is it is it in the one where he's got the mansion all right we really can't no can't be can't be caught up on this but uh oh wait the wiki to the rescue um it is not an episode we covered however it is on the Danger Signals album, oh, so there's the association. Okay. There, there it is. And Mitch is like in it one as of well. the two episodes and, we didn't cover right. on that album. Yeah, no, for sure. Because yeah, Arthur Dent's in it. Mm-hmm. Mitch is in it, and somehow that was not one of ours. We got to redux but. it, man. We got to go back for the for the mini golf arc. <laughs> Hey, look, we can do an Andrew's Choice sometime. Yeah. Well, uh... The door is always open. The scene in the hot air balloon in this episode did... And I've had this uh, kind of floating around the noggin for maybe a couple months about just trying to visualize a map of Odyssey and uh, keep track of all of the yes. Simpsons-era business names. You know, uh... But Hal's Diner, and there's the Bolarama, yep. and what? There's a mall. Obviously, we've established police station. Right. Wits the mini golf is stuff. in the mall. Mini golf is in the mall. Yep. Like that is, is what that was thing? set up in this episode. It's not where I'm from. Yeah, but, not where I'm from either. <laughs> but who knows what the the Midwest is wild? It is. Well, I mean, the Midwest is famous for having a roller coaster inside of a mall, so I guess mini golf is probably much more manageable. That's fair. Um, and, uh, David is thoroughly disinterested in mini golf. He's, right. he's not having a good time, uh, but it is better than the puppet show with hot dogs. I, I don't even want to know. I'm imagining, uh, a sort of like Halloween mummy in a, like hot dog in biscuit wrap, make it look like a mummy type situation. I don't know. Was that? Is that a cuisine That's you are familiar with? Absolutely insane. 
like a pigs in the blanket that you it's it's insane that that is how your mind works and <laughs> that's fair the, the, my mind just shut off when i heard puppet show with hot dogs i was like nope don't need that well because we growing up and for all the acebos listening to this podcast they will know we uh we used to put little um black peppercorns in the hot dogs as eyeballs and ruin the hot dog because if you bite into a black peppercorn yes, you don't have a good time <laughs> but that's part of the recipe Been there done that yep <laughs> Three years in a row. <laughs> totally not my entire life. It was only three years. Jeez. All right. Uh, so someone who's an Asabo or, or you know, married to an Asabo, write in to tell me if that is true, because that is concerning to me. Um, All right. You got to be prepared. I mean, do we want to do another call Colleen segment? <laughs> Verify the hot dog. I forgot cuisine. we did that. That was very funny that one time. No, I don't think we need to repeat that bit, but but it was a good bit. So, uh, th- so yeah, they, then they just like stop mid game. Yeah, to go to its end. I, unless, I cannot understand this. Unless the gorilla hole is the last hole, which seems wrong and not like it's the case. But uh, yeah, no, they do just kind of dip to go to its end to get ice cream because Dad <laughs> said so, and David was bored. I'm yeah, not not entirely sure about that. So when they're uh, at wit's end, uh, Stephen, the father, mm-hmm. lets a bomb drop. Yeah. Which is the, oh no, they, they get in the car to go to wit's end. Mm-hmm. And Mandy's like, why do you have your bag packed? Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, I just got back from a trip to Chicago where I had a job interview for this fancy veterinary place. Because I'm a veterinarian. Apparently. Is that established before this? Probably, but I didn't know it. I didn't know it either. <laughs> And he's gonna teach. Also, I, I as a non-pet person who just mm-hmm. doesn't know stuff, veterinarians are allowed to be referred to as doctor, because that's very funny to yeah. me. Yeah, pretty sure. <laughs> when like later he gets called Doctor Straussberg, and I was just like, oh, oh, can you can you call a, a pet doctor a doctor? That's hey man, if you can fun. call somebody with a doctorate in philosophy a <laughs> doctor, sure. No, 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 I, I agree. I agree. Like, yeah, we have. I mean, I work in a school. There are plenty of people who are who you're supposed to refer to as doctor who mm. don't. But it just it never occurred to me that a veterinarian would be one of those categories. I was just just in shock that he was a veterinarian. I was like, of all the potential careers, I thought he was just a finance bro. Like, I thought he was going for a business job. Then mm. I hear he's going to work with a university that's like... He's going to work with a university that's super high up in the veterinary world, and then Mandy's like upset about it. And I'm like I mean, rooting no, for I, David. I, I, sure, I mean, I understand. I understand Mandy's upsetness. Um, oh no, of course. Yeah. So David is very excited about mm-hmm. you know this opportunity for his dad. He's stoked. He's like, oh, you get to go live in Chicago. Like that's super cool. The job sounds awesome. You get to like teach, and you're at this really prestigious school. And Mandy is just like wrecked. Yeah. Mandy's like, how could you leave? You said that you were going to work on this, which is obviously a very real and valid response to have to that news. Unfortunately, because Mandy's approach to the whole situation was very kind of one-sided where, you know, divorce wasn't an option, moving away wasn't an option, like none none of those were possible outcomes from the situation. The shock of it is 
much more severe. Um, but it, I mean, it is devastating to hear Mandy so upset about it. Like the yeah. range of emotions oh, yeah, yeah. that you hear from Mandy in this episode yeah. is just wonderful and dynamic and moving. Yep. No, it's it's so it's so good, mm-hmm. and yeah, it puts you in like. You see things from her side mm-hmm. so clearly. Yes. And that thing, yeah, you, I, I mean, I guess I can't, I'm just going to restate what you stated, so I'm just going to cut myself off. Well, and the other thing is that it obviously transfers really well to the next scene where David and Mandy get back to their house after mini golf and they're talking about yeah. this big news and I, their different perspectives become a lot more fleshed out. Yeah, yeah. There's this moment where <laughs> where where David is is going off about like how cool Chicago is in comparison to Odyssey and he's like, "Yeah, the most interesting thing in Odyssey is this pothole that gets filled every <laughs> summer." And I'm like, "Okay, funny joke, but as we have talked about many times, in this show, like Novacom, Blackard, Green yeah. Ring, like the amount Odyssey of is the center of the universe, the amount of exciting things that happen, like Mandy is in Novacom episodes or yes. around Novacom episodes, yes. like nothing freaking, ever happens in Odyssey except freaking, for that mind control right, that happened last exactly. summer, <laughs> except someone tried to take over the world. Yep. From Odyssey, using Tom Riley's tower. Headquartered in your town. Like, someone... <laughs> yeah. Someone has created, you know, the best computer simulation ever mm-hmm. in your town. There are spies, and there was, you know, a, there have been gangs, and, like, there's plenty of exciting stuff that is not the Just pothole being small filled. town america yeah right like i i like odyssey trying to have it both ways and be like oh yeah we're just like a podunk small town where everything in the world happens yes and the most important people in the world live <laughs> yeah um but yeah it, it's D- david's kind of crux here though is like he's putting his stake in it he's choosing dad yeah yeah i mean like he's like i've seen my friends go through this before mm-hmm. you have to pick between the two of them mm-hmm. i'm getting out of odyssey i'm gonna go live in chicago with dad mm-hmm. and, and mandy's obviously super upset about it because she's like why aren't you fighting for them to stay together like right. you know in in him choosing to respond that way it feels more like betrayal to her because she right feels like she is fighting for the the best possible outcome for the family yeah and she feels like she is the only one fighting for that yes 100%. with this with her dad interviewing there her mom being fully absent mm-hmm. from this episode and david doing his thing like she is she she comes across like her feeling is no one else is fighting to keep this family together it's just me which is devastating and it like i said it, i mean it, it gives her such good range this episode with the breadth of emotions because she ping pongs from deep fear and despair to kind of naive hope and belief and mm-hmm. it, you hear uh the emotions that come with that uh mindset yeah well, very and, clearly yeah and our next scene is her in prayer mm-hmm. just that things would be sped up yeah that would just make it she's like i know you're not gonna let them get a divorce mm-hmm. but if you could just speed it up it would be easier yeah 
And then she's like, eh, but I guess at the end of the day, like, your timing is best. Yeah. Like, with a lot of reluctance. Been there. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hey, wouldn't you mind just, uh, I don't know, like, pressing one and a half times speed on that? But, no. Yeah. Your timing's best. I can't control this. Yep. And then, uh, and then the next scene, we get Grady. Mm, I was so Grady. I was so excited I'm, for Grady to show I'm up. I'm glad that you have such a strong attachment to Grady because I forgot that I did. Mm. But hearing these episodes, I'm reminded of like when Grady's mom gets a job and they get pizza mm. and like how exciting that scene is. Yeah, and the payoff for the audience, like hearing his voice and all mm. of that. I was like, oh man, Grady is young. Grady is a completely different character. Like, Grady is still in the universe, but it's from a completely different perspective than the Mandys and the Marvins. Yeah, yeah. And one of these days, like, we're going to do, we're going to do, like, Grady episodes. I hope so. Because it's also a ton, are there? Uh, there's, but I don't know, probably, it's probably close to what we're doing here. Yeah. And, And we also get, like... Grady episodes are for the most part Wooten episodes. Yeah, they Sam are. Sam is his sister. It rocks as well. Like it's just, it's really good. And I just see. Wait, him... is oh Grady? Grady's in the popsicle kit. Is that no, Grady? no, no, no. That's uh, that's Colby Cabrera. Oh, Colby, Colby Cabrera, <laughs> popsicle Cabrera, <laughs> the weirdest kid in town. Hey, if that was my title, I don't think I'd complain that much. Uh, we can start it. The weirdest kid in town. Oh, I was just going to start calling you Popsicle. Oh, that could work. <laughs> Popsicle Sabo, the weirdest kid in town. All right. Well, that's up to the Chalk Squad to perpetuate. So if I get on Twitter and I am tagged in a lot of Popsicle Sabo jargon, I will know it is stuck. <laughs> You'll change your Twitter name to Popsicle. Oh, I will. I will in a heartbeat. I am not above that in any way. <laughs> Hold him to it, folks. Please do. If you're not on Twitter, this is a great reason to get on. <laughs> <laughs> to harass a podcast. <laughs> yep. Um, but, you know, he asked for it. it so, yeah. And then we, we we find out Mandy's helping out in Wit Sunday School class. Mm-hmm. Just continuing to muddy the waters of Wit Sunday School class, though. Because yes. Grady is so young. And Tamika, last episode, yeah, is it? And, what, and it's what, like, what did Wit just, like, change what, what grade he's teaching every, like, six months? Either that or they just have, like, all of the elementary school kids. Right. With what, like... But the problem, right, the problem we talked about with Tamika is that, like, she is older, older than, than Marvin, me. who, and Marvin is Mandy's age. Yeah. And Mandy is canonically 12 in these episodes, I think? Yeah. And Tamika... Right. I... Nah, no, not worth the energy. Yep. So... Considering yeah. all the tangents we've gone oh, so on Oh, so there's, today. like, there's no way, there's no way Grady's class is memorizing 100 verses, right? No, no way. He's in, like, first grade. Maybe second. I uh, mean, his default is I to he's... run away from home. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I, I would argue my, my, my pitch is, like, fourth grade. Okay. All right. He could be I, a young fourth th- grader. Thir- third or fourth, and yeah. then, like, his sister is in, like, first. first. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. But What do you think? Like, two years separate them? Like, a yeah, second, probably. And, probably. second and fourth? Or uh, maybe maybe third and first. Yeah. We'll give it third and first. We'll get more into that when we do Grady someday. Mm-hmm. Which but the you po- can totally tell we don't want to do at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll never do it. Yeah, so so Mandy is helping out with Wit's Sunday school class mm-hmm. and also directing youth 
choir mm-hmm. um, in like the main service, and she's part of the deaf ministry. And Grady is the one who brings up these things, which is just <laughs> necessary for the scene, but feels weird that he's this like <laughs> tiny kid keeping tabs on all the things that Mandy does. Yeah, like, Mandy, you do everything. Yeah, Grady, why do you care? <laughs> right. And he's like, yeah, you're 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 you know you're so involved. And Mandy's mm-hmm. like. Well, yeah, I like to be involved, and mm-hmm. I think God likes it, too. And you're like, oh. Oh, there it is. Bring oh. the G-Man in. Now it. we understand where this episode's going. Uh-huh. Um, Grady, uh, the, the class is going uh, is going river rafting. Yeah. and uh, uh, River tubing. River tubing. My bad. River rafting's more fun to say. Yes, and more fun in general. Yeah. They're, giving, they're going river tubing on Trickle River. Did we know about Trickle River? Did you know about no. Trickle River? No. Because I didn't. No. Is So my guess is Trickle River starts in Forest Mountain and goes down into Trickle Lake? So, so, something like that. Presumably. Or it comes out of Trickle Lake oh. and goes down? I don't know. But I like your idea better. We can hope. But it's just, yeah. It, 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 I don't know how the Midwest mountains work. Yeah. Uh, you know, they're, they're a forest. <laughs> um, and that's it yeah uh so so yeah so it, he he sees that and he gets really excited about it and then flips over the back and is like oh it's gonna cost 40 bucks i don't yeah. have that kind of money yeah um and that's that's where that scene ends mm-hmm. brady being bummed and then uh and then uh, we go to the scene where Nathan Hubler's taking everyone up in a hot air balloon. <laughs> yes. They can see all of Odyssey up there. What was this the house, the apartment on? building and a bowling alley? All that, of Odyssey. Uh that Steven is very excited about because of his recent involvement. Right. He's joined a bowling league, the classic uh bachelor move. Mm-hmm. He clearly watched the Big Lebowski and thought <laughs> This is this is the play for me. Yeah, no, um, for sure. You you said what is the what's the motivation here? Or how? Yeah, how did they end up in the hot air balloon? That seems awfully significant. Is that explained? I mean, it's it's hinted at. So in the because the joke about the hot dog puppets, where he's like, I've got like they're bored. Yes. Mini, or David's bored mini golfing. Yes. Yeah. And his dad's like, Hey, I've got something. I've got a friend who's got something that we can do that's fun oh. next weekend when I have you again and. He says, oh, it's not the not hot the dogs hot dog in it, puppet. but okay. this is what it is. It's is a hot air balloon. Stephen has, is, is good friends with, uh, with Vern. <laughs> Vern Hubler. Vern McDonald. And, uh, they have to get up at 4 a.m. because the yep. winds are the most calm then, which I suppose it, that's gotta be daily dependent, right? Like, yeah, that doesn't seem like that's no consistent. Like... <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe they were looking ahead at the weekend forecast and went, okay, uh, yeah, 4 winds are gonna be best at four a.m. Mm-hmm. I don't understand how wind works. I don't think anybody does. Um, it doesn't seem to be consistent. Uh, but but Mandy gets very excited when she finds out her dad signed up for a bowling league because and... that means he's not gonna leave. Mm-hmm. Why would you sign up for a bowling league where the season just started yeah. if you were gonna move to Chicago? Exactly, duh. I mean, it's a good question. Uh, another, just throw some props towards uh, the sound engineering for the hot air balloon. Mm. The uh, the bursts and everything of the flames sound great. Yep. And obviously we we already made a comment earlier about the, the jokes between the 
hot air balloon conductor. Is that is that a, is it like a train? Is it a hot air balloon conductor, <laughs> levitator, <laughs> wizard? It's great. And as we previously stated, there's the cool uh, kind of perspective widening as these scenes are given where you can kind of tell, okay, they're getting higher and higher and up. They're seeing more and more. Oh, look, I can see this house. Oh, look, I can see this building. Uh, yep. A cool Odyssey moment. You know, yeah. cohesive universe thing. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Mandy uh, comments that bowling is great exercise, which I firmly disagree with. However, it yeah, is... Yeah, but a... she, she's, she doesn't believe it. No, 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 no. <laughs> she's trying to explain it's... why she's so excited about her dad taking up bowling when she canonically hates bowling. Does she canonically? Established literally last episode, Andrew. Because she goes bowling with the Washingtons, and oh, her mom's like, you don't yes, even yes. like bowling or carrot cake. And she's like, yeah, you're right. I like ice cream cake and Monopoly. Remember, it's not even been a week. I didn't remember it. I didn't pick up on that the first time, honestly. Uh, okay. I remembered her not liking the carrot cake. I did not remember her not enjoying the bowling. Yeah. Because she was doing well. <laughs> right. Anyways, so she's very excited about, about then- bowling. Dad has to make a work call, which was annoying to me. Um, <laughs> Dad has to make a Look, work dude, call. Look, dude, he's a very of... important veterinarian. He is. He, there are definitely horses to be saved. Look, dude, there, there's no rest for a doctor, especially if that doctor, you know, is in charge of keeping alive the things people love most. Money? Pets, <laughs> Andrew. Pets. Fair. The joke was Pets. So we we um we then jump oh. to a a scene between um Sam and Grady mm-hmm. which ah love Sam. Yeah. Great great performances, great dynamic. Big fan of this. And Grady's talking about like or she finds the brochure and he's excited about it but it's like I, I can't actually go. Do you see how much money that costs? Like, mm-hmm. we'd never be able to afford that. And Sam's like, well, just ask Wit for the money. And he's like, no, that's rude. You can't just ask people for money. But what's not rude is if I trick him into giving me the money. By being aggressively nice to him. An old-fashioned nice-off, as it were. Yes. <laughs> and at this point in the episode, I started to... I was like, man, is this... Like, I don't know that I entirely... Like, the the weirdness of having a B-plot yes, in this episode. Yeah. And then I think they really stick the landing on that. No, they totally do. And I sympathize with you. I, I definitely was in the same situation. Also, you just said a nice-off. Um, the previous episode to this one is Best of Enemies. Oh, really? Dead serious. A week prior. Wow. That... Best of Enemies came out. <laughs> So apparently niceness was just in the air. <laughs> niceness was in the air. There was there was a competitive spirit on the unpredicting winds and uh this is what we got. Uh yeah. Uh, uh so so yeah, he he runs around wit's end help being like semi helpful to yeah. wit, taking people stuff, mopping stuff, flooding stuff. Yeah. Shampoos um, the sheep. Uh he mops the floor, basically floods it. Um that's 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 basically it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there is just a question raised, and perhaps of of the necessary questions, it's not one of them. But which shoes are mentioned? And I just wonder, like, does he have above average or below average 
feet size. I, I feel like he's. I feel like he's a little bit below. Yeah, because he's he's shorter than Wooten. You know, I mean, if if you say average is like, what nine and a half, ten. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say. I think I think I think like ten, ten and a half is probably pretty yeah. average. Yes, yeah. I, f- I feel like Wit's a nine. Yeah. or an eight and a half. Maybe an eight and a half. Yeah, no, um, I buy in that. Dress shoes he stretches out. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right, I'm glad that we've established this chalk squad. Mm-hmm. If you if you agree, uh, let us know. And if you disagree, send us some Wit's shoe fan art. Yeah, yeah, I would love to see what if you shoes disagree. Look like. Yeah. <laughs> Um, also uh, some wit shirtless uh, tubing oh, fan yeah. art. <laughs> that Buddy, was another thought. I really, <laughs> I, had. I really had to think about what does wit look like tubing. That yeah. is an uncomfortable <laughs> thought. Um, but before we get to that, uh, we've got Mandy uh, volunteering at the soup kitchen, which mm-hmm. she's been doing three nights a week. Um, and wit wit's there. He's talking with her. He knows the people at the soup kitchen, which mm-hmm. I really like. Yeah. So great that Wit does that. Yeah. That makes me so happy. Good guy, like, Paul I don't, Hurley. Yeah, I don't know that this is otherwise established, but it makes me it makes me really happy in this in this moment. That it's like, oh yeah. Wit just like he knows people. Mm-hmm. He knows people and like he knows people because he volunteers. Yeah. And he one yep. of the places he volunteers is the soup kitchen, which is Yeah. Cool. And it's and it's at this point at which like the like writing of this episode clicked for me where i'm like oh the point of this is like both stories Mm -hmm. are them trying to like the characters trying to earn something through Mm -hmm. their works yeah like it is like oh if we do something good we're gonna get something in return Mm -hmm. and i think i think it's rare that that two stories in an episode converge like they don't they don't overlap really aside from the mandy and grady scene like that's kind of their Mm -hmm. like only crisscross Mm -hmm. but they but they establish like but they're going after the same idea Mm -hmm. and doing it in a way that feels relevant to both stories and doesn't feel like we had one of these figured out and then we shoehorned in another yeah. Like they parallel each other in really good ways, and I just think it's a hats off to the writing for it because uh, Grace is a very complicated thing, and so mm-hmm. when you talk about who we're extending Grace to and when we're extending Grace and why we're extending Grace, those are a lot of big important Christian questions that get thrown around a lot, and so this episode works because you can approach it from the perspective of grady and from the perspective of mandy and have two entirely different storylines going on simultaneously that have a somewhat similar theme that doesn't feel like shoehorned like so much of odyssey does right it doesn't feel like they're forcing the theme in both stories even though like they obviously are Mm -hmm. because that's how writing works yeah but like (laughs) they had to make the choice it, it, it it is it comes off as organic. They feel two stories that are not the same, but are cut from the same cloth. And all the character work is really good to go along with it. Well, in the parallel families of yeah. uh, Sam and Grady and Mandy and David and all of that, like, I don't know. That, that cohesive nature, maybe community feel is just a better word for it. 
is something that I think is unique to this era of the show that mm. is so strong. Yeah, yeah. It's just, it's it's good here. We got it last mm. episode with, like, mm. the next door n- n- yeah. thing. And yep. to see that continue this episode, which I didn't know if it would or not, yeah. it's really cool. Yeah. And, yeah, so Mandy and Wit have a conversation, and she talks about, yeah, just being in a better mood mm-hmm. because her dad planted tomatoes. Yeah, and it's like it's interesting that like she has yet another thing that she's latched onto. Like she doesn't tell Wit at all about the bowling. No. She's just like she's very excited. She's like he planted tomatoes. That means he's gonna stay around because those take at least two months to grow, and he's not gonna plant tomatoes and then go off. Mm-hmm. And I think it also is a nice tie-in to the previous episode where we established like gardening was a thing that Mandy did with her dad. Yeah, um, that that she then translated into a thing she was doing with the Washingtons, but um yeah it just it's it's really sweet and and you hear the hope in her voice and you hear her defending her logic and wit being wiser and more understanding instead of doing the let me tell you what's actually happening doesn't do that he just kind of asks her to better explain Mm. it and let her figure it out herself yeah which is great yep stupendous like right yep uh good good wit episode Mm -hmm. through and through Mm-hmm. The, I will say maybe my one thing in this episode that just didn't land quite right for me, this guy, this weird bit of the guy at the soup kitchen who always complains. About the paprika and the chili. I didn't get yeah. it. I listened through it twice, and I think it made the bit more confusing. Like <laughs> he, he like he starts out by saying, like, man, the, the soup better better have enough paprika this week. You know, it didn't have any last week. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, he gets at the soup and he goes, oh man, it, you know, it's got way too much paprika. And then he comes up later and is like, Uh can I have some paprika? Yeah. And I'm like, I don't, I don't know why this is here. It feels weird to be like, let's have somebody like, it feels weird that the one guy we have at the soup kitchen is complaining. Yeah. Our comic relief is the homeless guy just it feels right. bad the homeless guy whining about tarragon. his right whining yeah. about spices it's yeah. just yeah it's it's a weird call yeah eh. yeah i mean i'm sure uh i'm sure one of the other writers maybe got that shoehorned in <laughs> it's like i said it's like the smallest of criticisms i have to like no, throw no, at no. this episode yeah. that i think is otherwise very well written it just doesn't it didn't work for me. No, it just didn't track. I was just confused. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, yeah, we jump we jump back to Wit's End, and Grady dumps water all over the Imagination Station and runs away. Yep, there is a flurry of electrical shorting noises, which were very satisfying. Yeah, and, and Wit just, just being away. like, stay away. Like, yeah, like, yeah. like, get back. It's dangerous. <laughs> yeah. And then he just dips. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. In the classic... Uh, classic little kid, I must mm-hmm. run away. Yeah. Well, and especially just, like, knowing Grady's background and yeah. whatnot. Um, he's not, you know, in the most stable environment. No, certainly. And and that's that's that whole scene. Yeah, that's that's it. <laughs> and then we go back to, uh, to Mandy and David. Um, Where he has purchased a Chicago Bulls shirt. Yep, because he's their newest fan, which sounded sarcastic, but, like, I don't know. How do you feel about the Bulls, Andrew? Well, this season they're doing very well. They acquired some good players in free agency. So, like, as a franchise, I think they're on the uptick. But I don't know. They weren't super great before Michael Jordan, and they weren't great after Michael Jordan. So, 
as a, yeah, mm, yada yada. I'm a Pistons fan, so I think I'm just inherently supposed to have negative bias towards all the other Midwest teams. <laughs> hey, I mean, there you go. So, yeah, the David calls Mandy out in this mm-hmm. scene. Um, kind of comes after her for being goody two shoes, and like he, he he's like convinced you're trying to impress God. Is what well, she says. so at first he thinks that he's tr- she's trying to like be the perfect child for mom and dad. Yeah, and then he like slowly pieces it. He's like, no, she, they don't even know about most of the stuff I'm doing. He's like, oh, oh. I got it you're trying to impress God. And she's like, no, 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 no. That would be ridiculous. Like, it doesn't work like that, but you know she she's, knows. Yeah. It's a great performance by Arya Curzon. Mm-hmm. Well, and also, even if she doesn't know, she probably j- is just figuring it out now, if she didn't know before. Mm, I think I think the way it's played is she knows all of this is folly deep mm-hmm. down. Yeah but is in a situation where she is powerless Mm -hmm. and this is something that she thinks she can do because throughout the whole thing. And that's what the like mantra montage recap at the beginning is, is everyone in her life telling her like, I know you're powerless. There's nothing you can do here. Just pray. Mm -hmm. And this is her going, okay, I've been praying for a while and I still feel helpless Mm-hmm. what can i do mm-hmm. if i can't have an effect like if the past couple episodes showed i can't affect my parents relationship yeah can i affect god mm. that's excellent analysis dylan well done i, I mean it's it's, it's good writing and yeah. i think it's i think it is i think it's terribly relatable oh a hundred percent no no i i am surprised at the level of vulnerability that they give that train of thought as far as Mm. being able to kind of earn god's affection because i don't know i mean at least for me growing up i felt like there was a sort of cause and effect relationship where Mm. it's like you do the good things you tithe and then the good things happen to you and when the bad things happen oh well it doesn't last forever you won't feel like this forever and you know granted forever is a long time but like there was no uh, accounting for sustained suffering, I should mm, say. Um, yeah. And in within the theological framework, whereas and so when you see Mandy responding and saying, "I did everything I was supposed to do," like, yeah. So, story time. When I was twelve, my grandfather died of a free heart attack, and when I. F- uh, he was on the car home from a restaurant where we had like a big family dinner with everybody. And so I was already home. And when I found out that he had a heart attack and went to the hospital, I went downstairs and started praying and listening to worship music and doing everything that I thought that I was supposed to do. Stunning to her events. He died, right? And so Mandy's saying, I did everything I was supposed to do. I completely mm-hmm. understand that where it's like, okay, when you are raised to believe that you have these perfect spiritual tools that will solve your problems if properly used or channeled or whatever then when that is not achieved it's just absolutely heartbreaking and i don't know if that's on the institution or on the way that it's communicated or whatever um 
Or that it's even inherently bad, like, in the sense that it could just be naivety of youth and whatever. I mean, I was 12. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, right. You you have stuff like the prosperity gospel, which is, like, an amplification of that sort of messaging, which is genuinely terrible and harmful. Yeah. I think, yeah, the thing that is, the thing that's so hard is, I don't know, we all... Like, and I say this as, like, a staunch individualist who's, Mm -hmm. like, real big on, like, that sort of a, yeah, just, like, doing things on your own and that sort Mm -hmm. of mentality and whatnot. But that, like, reckoning, so, like, reckoning with, like, I mean, bigger picture free will, but even, like, smaller picture, just, like, when things are out of your control Mm -hmm. and there's a... There's a a version of the gospel that is easy to slip into mm-hmm. that is, I, so I can't control this thing, mm-hmm. but God controls this thing and I can win God's favor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I can get God to do what I want. Right, to. and it's, it's so easy to get there because you're just looking for any way yeah, exactly. to be able to like run things and not just be well not to mention it's not a you know belief that is monopolized only by children like no there are plenty of adults that yeah yeah like this that. is i yeah i there's i mean in the fact that any time like there's a i don't know it's so it's so tough to to unravel because because like on one hand like the yeah, like you have to we have to believe that like what we're saying has or like what we're praying about has an effect. And we mm-hmm. see throughout scripture instances in which like God's mind is changed or things yeah. happen differently as a result mm-hmm. of that. And even if you don't think that that is the case, if that doesn't line up with your worldview, there's the just like that kind of positive intent the Mm -hmm. hey i'm going to do this thing and like it's not going to make things worse Mm. and like even just like spending time thinking about these things and yearning for something more is in its own way good Mm -hmm. and obviously taken to extremes none nothing is good but like you know there is i think that that's not like the I don't know the the prayer as a way to try and influence the world i don't think is i don't think is a purely christian thing i don't mm-hmm. think is a purely harmful thing mm-hmm. i think that that's honestly like a like it it's so i'm struggling so much to put this into words but like no, it is it's very it, hard like it is it is so good and also can do so much harm. Yes. Like it's the like putting faith that it's I guess I guess the, the trick is to do it in a way that puts faith in God and not in the prayer. Mm. Well done. You should put that on Twitter. I think I just crystallized it <laughs> yeah. in the way that I was like trying to. But like yeah. I think in the way that we've talked before about like, man, Christians have a tendency to make the Bible an idol. Like mm-hmm. 
prayer can be that too and that is that's what mandy's doing in this episode Mm -hmm. is it's she she throws in her little like oh but you know your will be done kind of caveats but at the end of the day like she's not trusting god she's trusting that like her works and this magical thing she's Mm -hmm. going to say and i think that that is incredibly well crystallized in that brilliant final scene Mm. jumping ahead just a second but that is her and we'll talk about it more later, but her starting out with a rote prayer. Yeah, with a with a I'm praying for dinner type prayer. Right. And and because like I am I need to like I need to pray for these things so that they will happen. And then it just she just breaks down and is like, All right, this is just gonna be a conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that like that is that is the the key here mm-hmm. is hey, like, yeah. Don't put your trust in the prayer to solve the thing. Put your trust in God and, you know. But I think it, too, like, the part of the problem is that everyone around her has just been telling her to pray. Mm Mm-hmm. So it's like, what what else does she have to exactly. turn to well, in this moment? And that's what you, I mean, that's what I was told. That's what everybody's told you. If you do right. the right thing, and especially as a child, I think it becomes easy to perceive prayer as a sort of channeling of power in your own life for spiritual purposes Mm -hmm. that can either be passed on to other relationships that you want to help other people or to help yourself. Whereas, at least for me, growing up and having a little bit more time, like, I see prayer more as, like like, a very slow, formative, like you're like like a potter at a clay wheel mm. type situation where it, yeah you're gonna have to pass your hands a bunch of times before it takes the shape that you're gonna want it to but every time you pass it it is moving a little bit mm. and only the potter has the vision to see what it's going to become um and that's not that's not something i came up with that's from brian's on so there you go read his books <laughs> there you go andrew plugs by andrew plugs by andrew so re- rewinding back to where we actually are um yeah the uh, dad comes in right 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 <laughs> steven walks in and is like hey guys i took the job in yeah and mandy obviously is very upset yeah yeah because right once again so. like she feels like she's the only one mm-hmm. who wants this anymore mm-hmm. and and she he he says like you know it does this doesn't mean I've given up on things completely. Mm-hmm. Maybe a little distance will do some good. And she's just like, Well, you know, you had distance from one side of the town to the other and like cannot see Yeah, cannot see mm-hmm. any path where this doesn't lead to ruin. And it also like it like it feels it's very much Stephen making a decision for himself yeah which i think is like i don't i think that's fine yeah like i'm not like i'm not like condemning him on that Mm -hmm. i'm just like this is like the decision you make when you're like okay like i don't like you know i need to explore or like i am free to do what i want to do because of these circumstances Mm -hmm. and this amazing opportunity came up and i don't have to discuss it with my wife Mm -hmm. because we are separated so 
I'm just doing it. Yeah, and I'm I'm doing something that is genuinely positive and and moves my career in a good direction. Like, and I'm excited you, about. Yeah, like in a time where you get the idea that Stephen has not had a lot of joy. Yeah. for a year now. Yeah, like. He now has something to be excited about. He has something that gives him purpose as well. Because, mm-hmm. like... That's unique to him that is not contingent upon his familial relationships yeah. and his wife and all of yeah. that. And even the community that he moved mm. to. I don't know if he grew up in Odyssey. Sure, yeah, yeah. We don't know where he's from, but just that, like, he doesn't have... He doesn't have as much tying him down. And yeah. you get the idea of, like, you know, Manny's in middle school... David's later high school, like they're they're going to be moving on in their lives here too before long, mm. and so and he's already like usually you lose the marriage after the nest is emptied, but he's you know a little ahead of the curve, and and it, but it's, it's just so it's it's this opportunity to kind of reset. Oh yeah, a hundred percent, and and I think it's in line with his character. I think that. If he was to talk to his therapist, they probably would have recommended him do the same thing. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like, like I said, I, I'm not, I don't want to outright condemn this decision in the way Mandy is. I also don't know that it's the right decision for him in this moment. Like, yeah, yeah. every situation is different, and like, I'd love to sit down with Stephen and have a conversation and figure out like At a what diner for an hour and twenty minutes. Figure out what his reasoning is there like how did he get to this place you know what counts like we don't get to see that because we're watching mm. this from mandy's perspective but mm-hmm. i'm like i i don't want to outright condemn steven and be like oh he's doing like this selfish move and abandoning his family so he's running because i don't away. yeah that he's... doesn't that doesn't feel like to the writing's credit like it doesn't feel like that's the way they're playing it either no no not at all no, because, I mean, at least just showing his excitement about it and considering the way that their relationship is, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. They could have made it much more clear that it was not a good idea for him to take that position if they had wanted to. Right, right, right. Like, a worse version of the show would have condemned that uh-huh. in the thing. Yeah, uh, for being just what it was. Yeah. It's like, oh, you're leaving your family. It doesn't matter what you were doing. That right, is wrong. Right, Yeah. Whereas I don't think that's what no, the no, show's doing definitely. here, and I appreciate it for that. Anywho, um, we we then we then jump across town to the other to the other story, uh, which is uh, Grady's, you know, packing up to run away with a and, popsicle. Yep, <laughs> which is the best joke. Like popsicle is so good because mm-hmm. it's like. It's not a long-term no, thing. No, no, no. Like, it's the worst food to pack. It has the it, amount of foresight as a child trying right. to run away. <laughs> yes, yes. It's it's great. Um, and then uh, and then Wit knocks on the door, and he quick goes and hides in a in a cabinet. <laughs> Sam answers the door, and she's playing Hilarious. dumb in just such a cute, adorable, kid. violently I adorable. Love. Pull out my hair. Take all of my money. It's fine. <laughs> and and yeah and um and, and so yeah. Wit Wit is like you know if Grady's making noise back mm-hmm. in the cabinet once again great sound design and oh, Wit's just yeah. kind of like you know if Grady ever wants to come out of that cabinet I'm not actually mad with him and Sam's like oh yeah I did lie like, <laughs> yeah I, sorry I, I lied uh, yep. no please forgive me like yep. it's fine yes uh, and uh, yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, it's probably hard to breathe in that cabinet. <laughs> and then he falls out of the cabinet, which is, again, yep. great sound. Yeah. Um, it's very uh, Jace Mouse. Yes. And then it is revealed that uh, in the brochure that was handed to Grady, Wit had purchased his ticket for him because he already knew that his family was having issues, which is something that is established in the Grady arc, which is so cool. Yeah, and Wit's Wit's good, and I just was like, man, this is... And then Sam has to search through the... Or no, Grady Grady starts searching through through the garbage, garbage, finds Sam's Sam's green green beans, (laughs) and then Sam's like, oh, I have the brochure taped up in my room. I wanted to keep it because it looked cool. And I was like, ah, I love I love Sam. This is great. We do love bulletin boards. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, it is just, it is such a solid metaphor. Oh, yeah. Like, it really, really sings here. Mm-hmm. And Wit, yeah, Wit talks about, like, Grady's like, you know, even after all I did, you still want me to go on this trip? Like, I clearly don't deserve it. And he's like, it's not about you deserving it. I just wanted you to go on the trip. Because I wanted you, Grady, to be there. Right. Because it's not about your wealth. It's about who you are as a person. Yeah, yeah. And it's not about what you did. Mm -hmm. Like, Wit thought Mm -hmm. that Grady had found the ticket Mm -hmm. and then was sucking up to him right was feeling guilty and so he decided to do all this extra stuff because of that grady didn't know he had the ticket it was just trying to earn it through his works yeah yeah and in both instances (laughs) right and then destroyed the imagination station which like i don't care about like the cost of the imagination station that's fine like you were trying to help Mm -hmm. whatever your motivations and like here is the ticket like you get to go. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I just, I love it. No, it's, we, it's amazing. We like make fun of wit as God constantly. Yes. But like. But when God is showing grace. <laughs> but you like, know? But, but it works here. Yeah. On this metaphorical level. And then I think that the next scene with at the water park, wit then kind of like lands the plane and mm-hmm. makes the translation in the episode of this not being his will but god's kind of oh in yeah, a way that 100%. rocks yeah no well and he, he talks about grace in the previous scene and kind of explains it as a concept uh you know just like what does that word mean mm-hmm. sort of thing and then um kind of goes into it a little bit more in that scene but it really like you said uh, is in the river tubing scene where they're floating down uh, together and presumably shirtless wit is uh is talking to grady about grace I don't know, and dude he might wear a rash guard i hope modesty so. is the best policy it is the best policy and i'm guessing he's pretty fair-skinned so yeah yeah that's true whatever skin is showing it's probably thoroughly covered in sunscreen yeah um, yep and <laughs> but yeah and he kind of explains that like what the relationship between grace and salvation is and mm. and just grace as it relates to jesus and everything which is obviously so central to the character and the person and the deity of christ um, yeah it's it's really cool to have it to have something so central so important so complicated be distilled down into a genuinely good digestible bit that can be understood from multiple angles and multiple situations for children. Yeah. Yep. Like, 
that would be hard for a TV show for adults to do. But yeah. the fact that this episode does it so well yeah. for 8 to 12 year olds is just dynamite. And because they have the second storyline when they where they can explain it, mm-hmm. they don't have to have wit sit down and have this conversation with Mandy, mm-hmm. which is so important. Yeah. Because one, like for her story right now, she needs that isolation. Mm-hmm. But two, like she's an older character who's figuring this stuff out on her own. As she should. Right. Honest. In, a, in, like, a way that is really good and really compelling. Yeah. And I think it's great that, like, we get to have both of these POV characters mm-hmm. and Wit interacts with both of them. But, like, the one who he, like, breaks everything down in a way that is more geared towards children is the one who is more of a child. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and in Batty, like I said, he doesn't tell her what to do. He teases her thought processes so it leads, like... Yeah. Yeah. He is not telling her where the water is. He's just kind of reminding her that she might be thirsty at some point. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, for sure. Um, yeah. And as we said, this final scene is stupendous. It begins with Mandy's nightly prayer. And it says, like, you know, thank you for this day. Uh, you know, I pray that you would help my parents to get back together. And then she pauses for a really long time. And you can tell she's thinking about it. And then she she breaks down and um, she is decides to pray for clarity and understand what what is the point? What's the timetable? Like what what not, is happening here? And not even just pray. I think the conversational aspect of it is so important to yes. underline here because it's easy to be like, yeah, and then she like prayed for something better. But it's like, no, no, no. She started like talking mm-hmm. and like letting the things that she was dealing with mm-hmm. bubble to the surface rather than just going through the motions and saying the magic words mm-hmm. that are going to solve her problems. It's like, hey, look, my problems aren't being solved and that's really tough for me and I just need to be open about that and yeah. I don't know if you're going to solve them or how you're going to solve them, mm-hmm. but like, I need to express that, I, like, that I'm struggling I to, here. Yeah, and I need to talk like I talk, not like what i think you yep. want to hear um mm. which is where yeah. she gets like i think it goes out on like i had a really bad day god yeah and yeah. that just yep got me <laughs> agreed <laughs> that, that that was the knockout blow that just put me in my feels it, i mean yeah. i feel like we could write a book on this episode. I've said everything I I want to say, but yeah, it's so yeah. good. <laughs> I've, I've I've said my piece too, but yeah, it, I'm just very happy with with this episode. Ninety one percent seems a bit light on the <laughs> on the, uh, on the wiki. This is bit Andrew's theme. This whole series is just going on to the wiki and being like, "Look, you guys give hundred percent to worse episodes than this. Come on, yeah, yeah." <laughs> Come on, you're off by four percentage points. You need to fix this now. <laughs> uh, um, Andrew, I want to yes. do a little something here. Yes, go for it. Do you have any predictions for this two-part conclusion? Oh, I... Be okay with being wrong on the podcast. Yes, I'm very okay with being wrong on the podcast. I have a lot of practice with that. I think... 
I hope they don't stay together. I think they probably will. Um, maybe not. I don't know. Okay. Final answer. Locking it in. They get separated. Okay. They get separated. David moves away. The events of this episode that are foretold don't go come completely to fruition maybe he stays in odyssey doesn't go to chicago Mm. maybe he goes to chicago and then comes back and just takes a different job but i yeah prediction they don't get back together all right you heard it here first folks dylan already knows so he doesn't get to predict yeah yeah i I, I would would (laughs) love to to hop in with predictions but unfortunately that's not my lot in this show Um, the, on this episode. the other thing that I think is really interesting to underline. So this is coming from, uh, the official guide. Oh, wonderful. The original title of this episode was fall from grace. Mm. And the final scene featured Mandy giving up on church because her parents weren't reconciling mm. after they recorded and produced that ending and then decided they wanted to go more positive rewrote the scene brought aria curzon back in a few weeks before the show ended to record the new ending and then changed the name to only by his grace Mm. interesting I I mean I I for once I think kind of appreciate the revisions. <laughs> I agree. Like I I don't think that that would have made this a worse episode by any means. I no, think that that's no. still there's we would have had plenty of interesting things to talk about. Yeah, they do I, that in a newer episode of Odyssey that I just mm-hmm. pretty recently listened to and they thought I thought they did a good job with it. So Yeah. And like I think yeah, I think there's plenty of stuff they could mine there. And obviously, yeah, it depends on where they want to end with this story as well. But I do think it is. I just I love that final scene so much that it kind mm-hmm. of bums me out to think about that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That it was to end the other way with her being like, well, clearly this isn't working. Yeah, because I think it's I think it is. I, I think it's both. I understand them wanting a more positive, sure, but I think it's also more powerful mm, mm-hmm. if Mandy comes out on the other end and is like, I still don't know what is going on or how to deal with this, but like I'm letting go of, but I'm going to stop trying mm. to control it a little bit. Yes. And like, I think that that is the more meaningful and relatable it's more compelling than, i think than like her being like okay things aren't working out i'm throwing in the towel yeah it's the i mean to make an episode analogy i mean it's it's like grady running away from the problem and then realizing he was wrong and then running back mm. you know as opposed to mandy right. who is experiencing this difficulty and she just kind of sits with it yeah. You know, and, and accepts that there's good and bad and, and everything. And so it's it's not so much about her doing things that she wanted to do or didn't want to do or whatever uh, or doing the wrong thing and more about just how she's processing these right, emotions. Right, 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 right. It makes it... I think it makes Mandy more relatable mm-hmm. in the episode if she struggles with this stuff but doesn't 
like doesn't leave than if she does because i think i think that or at least it makes it more relatable to me because that's yeah. more in line with my experience is wrestling with all this stuff but oh, still yeah. at the end of the day mm-hmm. landing in a place of like yes but it is like important to me and like mm-hmm. i do like yeah i cannot deny it. Like, like it is it feels viscerally impossible for me to deny this mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean that in the day-to-day yeah i fully believe yeah it. so yeah and so you're you just get a different type of story you don't yeah. get the the prodigal son run away come back you get the oh i'm staying right. at home you get you get the it. My relationship with God is growing deeper through this hard time. Yes. Which yes. cooler and, message, in yeah. my opinion. Oh yeah. Well, and engaging with God in the difficulty, I think, is you know, biblically commended and that's yeah. like the 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 correct course of action. So Yeah. Anyway. Alright. Um That being said, very excited to cover that two part finale. Oh, yeah. I'm sure it will be very exciting um, yeah probably deeply upsetting i'm not sure uh is there a chris warning that we know about i don't know offhand all but, right well um but yeah uh unless you've got anything else to jump in with we're gonna be back next week to talk about episode 626 life in the third person part one bye guys bye wad fam chalk pod is a presentation of the Lidditz podcast co-op This show is a fan podcast and has no official affiliation with Adventures in Odyssey or Focus on the Family. As such, the copyright is ours under Creative Commons. Follow the podcast at WadFamChalkPod on Twitter and Instagram, or email us at WadFamChalkPod at gmail.com. Only by His Grace was hosted by Dylan Weaver and Andrew Acebo, and edited by Dylan Weaver. And I'm Nathan Haverstick. Hoping you'll join us again next time for more of the Wad Fam Chalk Pod.